Some patients with stable angina may benefit from having angioplasty added to their medical therapy, even though most patients do not. This is the latest finding of the COURAGE trial, comparing two groups of patients, both receiving optimal medical therapy, or OMT, but one group having percutaneous intervention as well. At the American Heart Association here in Orlando, Leslie Shaw has reported her group's results using SPECT imaging to look at the role of myocardial ischemia in making the decision of whether to use angioplasty or not. And she told me why they've been doing this. We've seen a lot of data over the last 10 or 15 years on the role of PCI and the advantages with PCI. But we've had a lot of advancements in optimal medical therapy. Contemporary medical therapy has a tremendous amount of, uh, of anti-ischemic benefits. Statin therapies have anti-ischemic benefits. Beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, nitrates, all have anti-ischemic benefits. And so, therefore, this re-evaluation of medical therapy, I think, was highly overdue. And now we're actually, in the, within our sub-study, was looking at how each of these therapies, PCI, percutaneous coronary interventions, and optimal medical therapy, how well they did to reduce ischemic burden. What is the importance of ischemia guided therapy then? You were looking at SPECT. Can you tell me how this all fits in? Sure. Myocardial perfusion SPECT is a commonly employed pr procedure. It's looking at uh, regional blood flow differences and with stress we can actually document perfusion ischemia if you will. Um, and what, what we're finding is and what we found is that there is a role for uh, the documenting the amount of ischemia to, to guide the actual near-term benefit of the decision between PCI plus optimal medical therapy versus optimal medical therapy. So you did that. What came out of it? How many patients did you look at and what exactly did you find? Well, we enrolled 314 of the 2,287 CURDS patients. Patients underwent serial rest and stress myocardial perfusion SPECT. All patients had pretreatment ischemia, so they had a moderate, a, some modicum of uh, pretreatment ischemia, and then they underwent a serial scan at 6 to 18 months. The timing of that scan was meant to occur beyond the, the window of instant restenosis, as well as to allow um, medical therapy to be optimally uh, effective, if you will. And we, when we we compared uh, the change in ischemia from pretreatment to post-treatment, so following six to 18 months of intercurrent therapies, either with PCI or OMT, we showed that PCI patients, the patients that were enrolled and were randomized to PCI plus medical therapy, had a greater reduction in ischemic burden following that six to 18 months of therapy when compared to medical therapy alone. Have you found then that PCI is to be recommended because of course there are hazards? Sure, and I don't know if we can actually say that based upon this sub-study. I think we need to um, uh, do additional trials to clarify that role in terms of a long-term uh, management perspective. But what we can say from this study is that the ischemic burden appears to be reduced greater with PCI, and this may be helpful for, for physicians for two reasons. One is, and especially this is for the patients that now were deferred for medical therapy. So they made the decision early on not to go to PCI. If the patient does not reduce their ischemic burden with medical therapy, doesn't reduce it, 
those patients may have an advantage by crossing over to PCI at that time. Another group of patients that if those patients, not only they don't reduce their ischemic burden, but they still have a lot of extensive and severe ischemia, those patients who were initially treated were deferred, they had deferred PCI, that may be an advantage to cross over at that time. Those two statements I think are fairly comfortable. Do you think then that it might be a good idea to use SPECT or other procedures to identify the subgroup who will benefit and, and which is that subgroup? I think that's especially true in patients with stable chest pain symptoms where we don't have a lot of good markers to, that can clarify the symptoms that can actually increase uh, our decision making and we do know that the, the amount of ischemia is a great deciding factor in terms of, of guiding the decision to use interventional procedures so especially in those stable chest pain patients ischemia is critical. What then do you advise doctors to do about their patients with stable angina? Well, an assessment of ischemia, we actually use myo stress myocardial perfusion SPECT, which we believe is, is really one of the, the, it is the most commonly employed procedure in the U.S. and in most westernized countries that we feel has a lot of evidence in order to guide it, as well as I, I, I particularly like the, um, the, the modality because it provides you with perfusion, regional perfusion. So when you look at the angiogram, you can actually correlate it to the site of ischemia and look at the amount of ischemia at that particular site where there's a stenosis and I think that is a nice balance between anatomy and physiology. That was Leslie Shaw from Emory University in Atlanta and for a comment on her work I turned to Dan Jones, president of the American Heart Association who was chairing the session she was speaking at. But first I asked him to remind me of the overall significance of the Courage study. Well for patients who have coronary artery disease and who are stable uh, not patients having a myocardial infarction, but patients who are stable. Uh, the question has been, uh, should the correct approach be to uh, do some type of intervention to open an artery uh, that's uh, partially blocked, or should these patients best uh, be treated with medical therapy? As you know, particularly in the U.S., uh, physicians tend to use interventions to open arteries and so forth. In many other countries, they tend to use medical therapy. And so this was trying to answer that question. Uh, and the overall results of the Courage uh, study uh, presented some time ago uh, demonstrated that medical therapy and interventions appeared to be similar. Uh, and, of course, medical therapy uh, uh, is preferable in some cultures and some people and so forth. So it looked like aggressive medical therapy uh, was as good as uh, interventions. What she, what she presented today was a sub-study looking at patients who had some evidence of, of uh, ischemia uh, on a, uh, an imaging study. Uh, and whether they may benefit more from, uh, from a percutaneous intervention rather than medical therapy. And so uh, what, what this uh, sub-study has shown is that there may be some, some differences there in terms of uh, outcomes in ischemia, but in terms of overall mortality, she didn't think this would have a, a, an impact on the way physicians practice. The real question may be, now, where does this idea of imaging fit in? Uh, well, in fact, she gave details that uh, if you do this SPECT imaging, you can get important information. Well, it does give you more information about, uh, about the level of ischemia that a patient has and may give guidance uh, in some cases to whether the patient should have medical therapy or percutaneous intervention. Uh, I'm not sure that we can uh, change practice based on this one study, but certainly it does continue to raise the question, what studies should be done prior to a decision for a patient to have medical therapy or percutaneous intervention?
Where does this leave the doctor, in your view, now that you've listened to all of this evidence, about the decision of whether to use PCI or the best available medical therapy in chronic stable angina? Yeah, I think for a period of time there will continue to be some controversy about this. Some will, will choose uh, percutaneous intervention and some will choose medical therapy. Uh, as this evidence accumulates, the guideline process uh, through the American Heart Association and the ACC, I think will give clear guidance to this. I think right now there's probably not enough evidence to be absolutely sure which way to go. And until that time, clinicians will have some decisions to make. That was President of the American Heart Association, Dan Jones talking to me here in Orlando, Florida, at the 2007 Scientific Sessions. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Peter Goodwin.